Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. Wait, oh god, it's been so long I can't remember the intro. You say your name. I'm Kat. (laughs) Should we start over? Yeah, let's start over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is gonna be good. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, we don't. Okay, the end of the show. Yeah, that's our theme song, for sure. For sure. For sure it's our theme song. So... We watched a movie from the 1990s, I want to say, called 93. Airborne. 1993. It's called Airborne. It has um, nothing to do with um, immuno-boosting medication like I thought it would. Literally nothing. Instead, it has everything to do with Ohio. Ohio. Ohio gozaimashita. We don't... Okay. So the movie opens... <clears throat> the the movie opens with some footage of waves mm-hmm. and then cuts to two teenage boys putting on rollerblades and stretching. I did notice they're, you know, they, they take their safety mm-hmm. uh, very seriously. Uh, so this was, we- this was a weird coincidence for me because before I watched this movie, I went out to my local outdoor skating rink and uh, did happen to roller skate for like an hour or so this afternoon. Hell yeah. That's awesome. But I just did circles around the rink because I haven't skated in uh, three years at least. Yeah, that's pretty much so, what I do whenever I go skating. There's a lot of rust, but yeah. I'm nowhere near as good as this kid, who I, by the way, have named Brian. You named the kid Brian? Yes. Okay. Uh, Would you like to hear why? Why did you name this kid Brian? Okay, so there's an old Derek comedy sketch where, um, oh my god, I Childish Gambino, what's it? Donald Glover, there we go. Donald Glover is playing a kid who accidentally poops his pants in class, (laughs) and rather than go clean up, he, like, pretends to he puts on a hat and pretends to be a new kid who's just come to the school (laughs) it's like hey everybody i'm the new kid brian i like to skateboard (laughs) um i'd never do something embarrassing like poop my pants (laughs) uh his real name is mitchell that's in the movie is it yeah. Oh, well, I I didn't pay attention enough to realize that his name wasn't Brian. His name is Mitchell Goosen, which is a hell of a name. They so so Mitchell Goosen and his buddy skate down a hill on their rollerblades and then they go surfing. Mhm. Right, their surfboards by the way appear out of nowhere. Yes, I did notice that. Their surfboards are just sort of made manifest waiting for them at the beach or something, but then they do carry them home. So I don't know yes. how these people fucking get their surfboards anywhere. Um they just like kind of like made made the surfboards manifest or they had 
bought them at I don't know like how do you, they were carrying the surfboards in their butts they were clearly carrying it in like gun space yeah because they're video game characters obviously absolutely um so they surf uh they go home this kid has a very cute dog I did notice mm-hmm. but unfortunately the dog is uh not in the movie for most of it no, the dog is in the movie for, what, maybe five minutes plus a flashback? So, I'm not a hundred fucking percent sure what happens next. So, his his mom, like, pats the couch, like, come sit, let's talk. Yeah. The exact sort of couch pat that my mom used to do that knew, that had me know that I was in deep shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... He doesn't seem like maybe he is in trouble. Maybe he's got like bad grades in school or something. That's probably what I that's that's kind of the vibe that I got was that he like just had bad grades. And <clears throat> did, I mean, the other option like, is that they're like selling him off to, to <laughs> another family or something. I feel like they're related. The like people, the could, people he goes to are related. Yes. I mean, the people they who have go, the same he goes last to are name. related to him. Yes, yes, they okay, have the same I last name. I want to make sure him. you weren't just being like, yes, the people he went to are related to each other. I like part of me wants to say it's like his mom and da- his mom is like marrying this new guy who has a very tall head. Um, and she's a bad person and so is the stepdad the new stepdad and he's like i can't live with this little shit and so he forces her to send her kid to ohio to live with relatives yeah that's my read on the situation i mean that's a valid read i think it's a great situation or what if it's witness protection That's better than what I had. What did you have? Other than what uh, you've already said. Son, you're adopted and your biological parents want you back. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with witness protection on this yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't change his name, though. So it's like bad witness protection. Maybe his parents are going into witness protection? Maybe. And they just don't want to bring him with? <laughs> yeah. That checks out. So he has to go live with family in Ohio. <gasps> wait, no, wait, no. I just realized what it is. Oh, no, cat. What <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay. This is going to tie into a lot of things from the rest of the movie that I noticed. Okay. This kid mm-hmm. has come out to their parents as trans. Oh. And they're kicking him out or her out. To go live with relatives in Ohio to conservative him up. Okay, so I, I'm going to need a little bit more indication before I buy into it. I'm always I'm always down for trans sound theories. <laughs> um, so, okay. I clued into this. The whole fucking movie is that the main character is a bit of an egg. Um, first of all. He is very into the obvious lesbian once he moves to Ohio. Okay, so here's my thing, though. Yeah. And this is legitimately in my notes. Okay. 
Um, so I watched this movie uh, like a week ago. Yeah, I watched and it earlier today because I'm I'm looking at my notes and I have in quotes here. Your mother and I are getting married to a panda. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that down. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh god. Okay, so um my thing is I think it's just that a lot of 2020s lesbian fashion is predominantly inspired by the 90s. Yes. So maybe she looks like a lesbian to us, mm. but is actually just a regular 90s girl in high school. No, she's. I got turbo gay vibes from her. Like it wasn't just fashion. This was. Okay. So I will give you that they did go on a date at the Botanical Gardens. Yeah. And I've never met a heterosexual couple who's gone on a date at Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Without <laughs> at least one of them being trans. Yes. <laughs> so you have a good point. Yeah. I also, there's a scene, like the first time our main character plays hockey. Mm-hmm. Um thought he was her at first like with all the gear and stuff like they looked real similar and the entire time the entire movie i could not stop thinking like this kid would be so cute with a bit of estrogen okay so when she transitions are they gonna have that oh are you sisters yeah a lot a lot <laughs> And their relationship is definitely like a, normally I only date girls, but I really like you for some reason sort of thing. Kira, like, how many relationships like that did you have? Several. <laughs> <laughs> At least two that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're speaking from experience here, huh? Yep. And um, one of them looked exactly like the main romantic interest in this movie. Okay. So I'm speaking from experience here. Uh, let's be honest. Like, non-hockey skating, which is what this person is into, has become a very queer activity. Mm-hmm. It has. Yeah, most of the people I know who own roller skates are some form of bisexual. <laughs> This checks out. This is like the peanut butter theorem that you posted earlier. The the skate rink that I used to go to in the non-plague times had mm -hmm. monthly pride skates nights. Mm -hmm. um, also, every other night there was skating. There were a lot of queers. Um, I missed other than like getting out today was nice but like i miss being able to go to the roller rink and have like shitty disco music playing while i skate yeah the skate rink i go to um once a month does skater roki oh, which is skating karaoke uh-huh it's so much fun um and some people are too good at skating where they can like skate and dance and sing at the same time and i can't do that Oh no. 
Okay, so the vibe that I'm getting is that once fucking COVID is over, I should come out and visit so we can go to Skateroki. Shit, yeah. I'll try to get Emma to learn how to skate before then. Perfect. I feel like it would cut down on her commute if she could, like, I don't know, pull a new kid Brian and jump off of a parking deck onto a fucking forklift. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, 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 A tow truck. Yeah. Or Should we? <clears throat> Whatever. This movie was weird. Let's let's get yeah, back on let's topic. Let's get back to the movie. Okay, so Mitchell gets sent to the Ohio. The new kid Brian. Gets the new sent kid to Brian Ohio. gets sent to Ohio. The new kid Brianna gets sent to Ohio. I approve. Okay, so we'll <laughs> refer to her as Brianna from now on. Yes. Perfect. This is the head trannin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think Emma sent us this movie entirely anticipating that we were going to, like, transit up? I don't think so. I don't think Emma's seen this movie. No. No, Hannah suggested it. Okay. That's good to know. Um, There's... We were planning on, like, doing... Maybe it was going to be a Patreon thing. But there's definitely a couple of movies that I've seen that I want to make the two of you, you and Emma, sit through without sound. Okay. And like I want to make you and Emma sit through Life Force. Okay, we could do both. Um, the movie that I was going to inflict upon the two of you was another Jack Black movie because surprise, Jack Black is in this movie. He is, and so is Seth Green. Both of them were yeah, like Jack Jack Black's character made sense for Jack Black in the nineties. Yeah, this was his second movie role ever. Do you remember when Jack Black was in Waterworld? No, I never saw Waterworld, so that's why oh I don't remember it. Okay, Waterworld is like a something like I don't how fucking long is it? I know it was not a well received movie. Yeah, I do know that about it. Okay, so Waterworld would have taken place after this. So Jack Black was in this before he was in Waterworld. Yeah, and he was in one other movie before this, and I don't know what that is. I just remember seeing in reviews when I looked up some Amazon reviews that this was his second movie. Okay, well, how how long is Waterworld's runtime? Okay, Probably so more Waterworld than this. Is a one hundred and thirty five minute waste of money. Yike! Around, I mean, at least it's not the fucking Bollywood movie. But it does have Dennis Hopper in it. Hmm. And the Bollywood movie did not. Yeah, the Bollywood movie did have that one round child who didn't age, though. <laughs> uh, we should probably explain. Okay, so for this episode, we were originally going to watch a movie that one of Kat's co-workers suggested. Yes, it was a Bollywood movie. And we were like, yes. okay, we'll give this a shot. I was that fucking f- stoked. I didn't, for- yeah. Yeah, I forgot that Bollywood movies are often like three and a half hours. Or longer, because yeah. they do a regular feature-length movie, but with, like, five-minute dance and song routines every couple of minutes. Yeah, so I started watching this movie before Cat, and I got, like, 30-something minutes in, and I'm like, okay, I have ADD, I need to pause this. So I paused it, and I noticed that in the little Netflix bar, I've completed 37 minutes of this movie, and there is still two hours and 52 minutes to go. And I just went, no, 
No. Yeah, we were going to do a podcast episode where we staged a rebellion. Yes. But that ended up not going through because Emma gave us a different movie to watch, courtesy of Emma. Kind. Yes. Um, But the one notable thing from the movie that I did pick up on is that there was an unaging child who was never not eating. (laughs) I, like, need to go through and try to watch this movie. I know this child did not age because he was, like, 10 years old Mm -hmm. in the opening scenes, and then also... 10 years old in the 10 years earlier scene. (laughs) Who needs, who needs consistency? Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, Other than that, the movie was utterly incomprehensible. Uh, And I don't know if this is a, like a Bollywood thing or just a, this movie thing, but they would cut between shots like literally once a second and it was no, that's a that's that's definitively a bollywood thing oh we can't watch a bollywood movie for this show then it's like i can't it's i would love to i would love to but it's just there's it, especially with like you having face blindness yeah the face blindness got me like a lot in this movie Really? I didn't yes. have as much of a as much trouble with it. There were two characters I can I confused a couple of times, but Yeah, no, there were like the two like the non the the okay. So we should probably explain that uh when Brianna gets to Ohio, uh mm-hmm. Cincinnati specifically, uh it's just, I, I I'd like to put uh, okay. I have in my notes here Oh God, no, he's in Ohio. Fuck, in all caps. <laughs> that is probably should be anybody's reaction to being in Ohio. I have no idea what the fuck this movie is going to be about other than them trying to redeem Ohio, which is impossible. <laughs> um, I did say something about this to one of my partners, Zoe, who lives in Ohio. Zoe agreed with me. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pacing in this movie was aggressive. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, I this was a breezy, like, 90 minutes mm-hmm. almost on the dot. And after staring three and a half hours, like, after staring down the maw of that mom- monumental task, I was so happy to have a 90-minute movie. That's fair. Like... There was, there was a, like, I don't know. It felt like it made some jumps that might have been explained a little bit better if we had been able to hear some of the establishing dialogue. That's possible. But, okay, so let's let's start <clears throat> off with, okay. like, the quick summary. Yeah. So, Brianna moves to Ohio mm-hmm. and has to live with creepy basement-dwelling Seth Green. Yes, who has a picture of Marks next to a poster for Kiss, which is a very confused message <laughs> because Kiss is like the ultimate in capitalist bands. Also, his whole aesthetic is wild. His whole aesthetic is very, um, I find <laughs> what's cool by watching sci-fi movies. 
it it's like his when he's first introduced he's wearing like a beret and red round sunglasses and his mm-hmm. hair is like straightened and like chin length mm-hmm. it's absolutely insane it's probably the second most wild look that i have seen seth green try in a movie yeah um the the worst one being that one he did with macaulay culkin i haven't seen that one i but... believe it's called party animal oh god and i hate I that think it's me. about gay clubbing like gay clubbing scene like the the it's very hold on let's find this movie let's cat we have to talk about airborne <laughs> we've gone on so many tangents I, so far i don't care i will continue on my tangents okay i feel that we <laughs> okay let's get back here okay so i uh, uh so seth green's character name unknown we'll just call him um party monster slart apart fast slart apart fast yeah i can live with that okay good because I couldn't come up with anything else. Um, so Slurder Bart Fast is like he does kind of he does okay, let's let's rewind this, because he does dress like an alien trying to pretend to be human. Yeah, a little bit. So maybe Slurder Bart Fast is his uh, name. yeah, I'll allow it. Um so new kid Bri- Brianna has a very hard time fitting in at school. Yes. And everyone is bullying her. Except the girls who seem to be really into her. Oh my god, there was a scene in class where I was... I I literally wrote in my notes, this girl is gonna straight up fucking come from looking at this kid. (laughs) That's basically what was happening. (laughs) Oh god, she was like, really giving him... Given Brianna the full, like, the fuck me eyes and the, you know... Like, hardcore. Like, her lips in, like, a very sexualized way. Absolutely laying it on, yes. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing that girls like more than, like... Another girl. S- girls I was gonna like say girls. a slightly feminine-leaning dyke. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... After, like, a series of pranks and very, like, nasty pranks, I noticed that um, new kid Brianna took a fucking shower at school. Yeah, okay, so that's, like, let's... um, New kid Brianna accidentally scores an own goal when she gets put in on their hockey team because they recruited... They recruited Slarta Bart fast. Yeah. And him being an alien and a nerd got his shit caved in so brianna was like i'll take over i got this i know how to skate yeah and then scored an own goal which is why everyone was mean to her i didn't catch on to that i was like are there two hockey teams and she like joined the wrong one so everyone at the school hates her Uh, no no it's it's very much a situation where she scored an own goal i see okay um I follow hockey on account of, like, me being a weeaboo, but for Canada. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Okay. I can I'll do this. A second. I can do this. I can't do it. 
I can't do it, Kat. I'm sorry. Um, I can tell you what it is for France. It's a weeaboo, but <laughs> yeah. O-U-I. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, for for the UK, it's a teaboo. <laughs> um, a caribou? I will allow it. Um, okay, let's try to figure this out. This, it's gotta be there's gotta be something. There has to be, right? It has. It has to be. It's got. I think it's just caribou. But anyway, I've never seen Degrassi, so I'm not a complete caribou. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, right. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, the internet says caribou. Also, so okay. Where the fuck were we? Okay, so. She accidentally scores an own goal, and then one of her teammates does, like, a cross-ice charging check. Oh, yeah. The kind of thing that in any organized league would get you suspended for the entire fucking season. Yeah. Definitely gets concussed. Yep. Like, majorly concussed. Yeah. And then they start bullying her and Mm -hmm. slurred apart fast. Yep, this is exactly what happens. There's lots of bullying, lots of like filling the the locker with sand and um, stealing her clothes while she showers at school, which is what we were going to talk about how she just completely she like, full on naked showers at school. I would never. The one thing that's like, okay, maybe this character isn't trans because I don't know any trans person who ever was comfortable showering at school. Now, Kat, I don't know anybody who was comfortable showering at school. Our showers at school went 100% unused. Who does that? Why would you do Gen, that? Gen X people used to. I know for Impossible. a fact. I know for a fact that my dad, like my dad used to talk about how they had to shower after football practice and they showered at school. Like it was a thing. That's I, absolutely insane. It absolutely is. I wasn't comfortable getting changed for gym class in front of other yeah. people. Let alone showering. Yeah. Fuck me. Cat, are we prudes? God, no. Have you met <laughs> me? My like my Twitter account is like 50% kink posting at this point. Yeah. Like, I talk about tabletop RPGs and I talk about my kinks. I'm the opposite of a prude. I just didn't like getting fr- naked in front of, of, in front of men because, surprise, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Like, I genuinely think it's a it's like part of the trans experience being uncomfortable with gym class. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I can confirm okay. this. Hello, listeners. This is Kat. Emma's busy editing the episode, so she asked me to record the midroll this week. Firstly, I want to thank Patreon backer Qberry Muffin. Thank you so much for your continued support. It means a lot to us to have such a dedicated group of backers like you. And thank you to the rest of our Patreon crew. Your support has got us well on the way to covering our hosting and production costs. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon backer, check out patreon.com slash sosasmedia. There you'll find exclusive content like an upcoming one-shot performed by Erica and myself. We played a game in the Sports Are Just Numerology system by Ben Roswell, and it was honestly a lot of fun to record. 
We also release Patreon-exclusive cuts of almost every episode of Unsound Theories, as Kira and I have way too many tangents to fit into one episode. You can also support us with a one-time donation over at co-fee.com slash media. If you aren't able to support us financially, you can tell a friend about the show. Telling a friend is recommended by 100% of doctors surveyed. Hello, I am a doctor. I recommend this podcast. Now, before we get back to the show, Past Me has a special announcement. Would you like us to break for the mid-roll? Emma's yeah. gonna insert the mid-roll wherever the fuck she wants. Yes, so she will. Let's just real quick talk about things that we have to plug if there's anything. Uh, girls are very cute and good. That's my plug. That's fair. Okay. So, everyone, I've been talking about it for a little while, but I've been running a game jam on Itch for single-player RPGs. When this episode comes out, you'll be able to buy the game jam bundle. Uh, I hope you do opt to buy the bundle from the submissions to this jam. There are a lot of good games in here. Uh, Emma should be submitting her game soon. Erica and Erin were also working on games. But... The proceeds from the bundle as a result of this jam are going to be donated to the Okra Project, which is a nonprofit that helps black trans, homeless trans people learn how to cook so that they can get you know, restaurant jobs and stuff like that and also feed them. So there's a lot of like really, really, really good things that are being done by the Okra Project. And, you know, I'm looking forward to raising money for them. So please do check out the jam bundle. Um, the game that I made was actually what we featured on chicks with dice this past week. So if you want to get a preview for the game that I designed, you can listen to bonus episode two of chicks with dice where Erica plays my game. Fear is just a lie. It's very spooky and good. It I is. listened to it. I also went out today and took the photos of an abandoned ironworks that was like shut down in 1910. Oh, hell yeah. So that I could have more spooky photos to put within the actual design of the game. The game will be like a trifold pamphlet game. So you can print it out and like bring your pamphlet with you, or you can use the regular version or you can use the plain text PDF either or I'm like, I tried to make it accessible to people. So anyway, I, I really want to play it, honestly. That's the mid-roll. Thanks for sticking around. Now let's get back to some unsound theories. Tape sound effect. Uh, we are like maybe 20 minutes into the movie at this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've gone on so many tangents. <laughs> okay. So the next thing that happens is we go through a montage of bullying. Mm -hmm. um, and then it goes from winter to spring. And in spring, Brianna can start going skating again. It's skating time, motherfuckers. So uh, at this point, the lesbian girl who he talked to at the hockey game. Yeah. Shows up uh, while, sh while Brianna's skating and... It's like, hey, do you want to go to the botanical garden with me? Yeah. And then romantic shit happens. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes, this is verbatim from my notes, 
I thought botanical garden dates were for the gays. Well, I have news for you. They are. Yeah. No, I, you're right. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, so let's see. I'm sort of struggling here to remember. Because uh, I mostly stopped taking notes at this point. Um, so they go on, they go on their botanical gardens. They, they get chased out of the botanical gardens because Brianna straps on her skates. Um, yes, I use the term strapped on purposefully. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Straps on her skates and skates around the botanical gardens. Mm-hmm. I then wrote in my notes, it occurs to me yet again that a lot of the 90s aesthetic for hot boys is just the 2020 dyke aesthetic. Yeah, turns out it's also the 1990s dyke aesthetic. We just had to realize that, just like Brianna had to realize that. So uh, Brianna does her thing. They go on a second date. Mm-hmm. This time it's a double date with Slarda Bartfest. <laughs> yes. Did you forget you named him Slarda Bartfest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on a date um the two lesbians kiss sort of bartfest tries to make his move on the girl he's supposed to be going on a date with it doesn't work it he pulls the hey work. look over th- he pulls the hey look over there and then like when she, yeah move in close so when she turns around she accidentally kisses you uh, he's it doesn't pay off he's bad at girl but then it does long-term pay off for him, and that's upsetting to me. Okay, so the reason it long-term pays off for him is because the next scene, they're at a diner, and Slurder Bartfest's date, who I don't think we ever got a name for, is like, I don't want to be on this date. Why did you make me come on this date to her lesbian best friend? I don't understand why you brought me on this date. Why are you even dating a guy? While the two, while Brianna and Slurder Bartfest are waiting in the booth. Yeah. Uh, it's also worth noting that Slurder Bartfest has terrible manners and didn't open the door for his date to the car. Oh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's an alien. He doesn't know the customs True. of humans. So our gallant trans lesbian opens the door for her date's friend. Yeah. Seeing as that is the polite thing to do. So the guys who have been bullying Brianna and Slurder Bartfest show up. And start trying to make like a make a scene, and like one of them like grabs both uh, Slaughter Bartfest's date and Brianna's date, and tries to like really creepy, uncomfortably dance on them. We had like a weird like quasi sexual assault scene. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, but at that point, we do have the fact that Slaughter Bartfest does step in and try to like defend his date from someone much bigger and much more threatening than he is. Okay. And that's the moment where she's that's like... That's the moment. Huh. Maybe he's not so bad. This moment does not pay off well for Brianna. No, it doesn't. Because Brianna still being an egg and still running the wrong OS... Yeah. ...tries to fight that guy. Does is- a little bit. Is that guy uh, the cute lesbian's brother? 
so there are two fights that happen. There's the first fight with the sexual assault guy. That guy gets pushed out and everything like that. Then um, that guy gets pushed out by the lesbian's brother. So we definitely think this is a, a sibling situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which is why, like, when when Brianna comes out from around the corner, is like, I can't believe you're trying to date my sister. And then they start posturing and doing, you know, their thing. They almost fight. And Brianna's date is like, I can't believe you are willing to fight my brother. I can't believe you are willing to, you know, fight someone like that. That's not what I want in a girl. I mean, guy. I mean, girl. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to date you. I hate you now. I was under the impression that he... Or that that Brianna said something like just like hideously sexist or awful. I I don't know. I think it was the act of violence or implied violence. That's possible, I guess. But the thing is, like later in the movie, the way she wins cute lesbian back is through nonviolence, pantsing a dude. Yes, nonviolent bullying. <laughs> So I don't know what's going on there. I'm assuming that Brianna said something really shitty about women because she's still thoroughly in the closet and trying to compensate. I think it was a, I'm uncomfortable dating someone who's willing to fight someone. Fair. I suppose we'll find out. Because when the hockey game comes up and Brianna has to sub in again, she gets, she scores on the right goal this time. Yeah. Right? And then... The other team's player, again, charges her. There's a lot of penalties not being called in these hockey games. Yeah, they're very... I I did notice that. I don't n- know almost anything about hockey, but I did know there was some bad hockey happening. So, so they were not hawking in good faith. No. And everyone's like, come on. You know, the, the, the bad sport is like, come on, fight me, little, you know, F-slur. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. And Brianna's like, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to fight someone just because they want to fight me. I'll get my revenge another way. I'm not going to fight. So rather than do the thing that you're supposed to do in hockey, which is drop the gloves, like punch each other, go down on the ice, or is it where the pavement? And then (laughs) go down. And then you call it even because you fought it out. Like, end of story. No more aggression needs to happen. Except that this time... Brianna decides to uh, pants the opponent who yes. was not wearing underwear, but instead just a jock. Just Yeah. And um, so it's truly hilarious. Genuinely. Genuinely. Funny. Just pure comedy. Everyone. Everyone it, laughs at him. Yeah. And then there's like some sort of big race called to settle the dispute or something like that. I don't know. I, it, the, I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, like, basically both hockey teams have a race, and whoever has the fastest, like, five finishers or three finishers or whatever... Yeah. ...wins the... wins... wins? I don't know. They have a downhill race. It's very dangerous. It's Um, extremely dangerous. That in in my notes for when Brianna scored the goal and the correct goal this time, I have... Uh, nice toe drag, wheel snipe, Sally boys, dirty fucking dangles, buddy. 
which is just letter Kenny hockey player talk. <laughs> um, I did not write Ferda, which is short for Ferda boys. <laughs> but no, that was a very, very slick looking toe drag. Good. I know nothing about this. You should watch more hockey. There's a Seattle team starting soon. I yeah I know Seattle Kraken. I saw that. I am a simple soccer gal. Okay, so my recommendation is watch the NWHL. They stream on Twitch, so you don't have to like pay for anything. Okay. This is my recommendation to all of our listeners: watch the NWHL. It's a very good, very inclusive, very queer league. Um, That's good. I approve. I see the soccer that I played in high school was indoor soccer. Which is basically hockey with a soccer ball and no skates. Yeah, basically. So I feel like I could get into hockey easily. Especially when it's mostly cute or hot, somewhat butch, queer so women. Hot. <laughs> yes. So it's it's a lot of queer women or there's also non binary players in the NWHL. Um Oh hell yeah. There was a um, a trans man in the NWHL. Um, he ended up retiring so he could go on T, but they used the right pronouns and let him, you know, they still let him play and everything like that because, you know, it's an inclusive, queer friendly league. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. That's very good. So watch the NWHL and I'll, I'll link you the team so you can pick which one's your favorite, but there is a team where their logo is a smiling whale. Okay. I like that a lot. For me and my whole scene, that's very good. Um, let's see. What are the what are the current teams? Um, the current teams is that there's a big downhill rollerblade race in the movie that we watched. Okay, but one of the teams is called the Boston Pride. It can't nice. get much gayer than that. That's extremely good. So downhill rollerblade race. Uh, Slarter Bartfast participates, and so does Jack Black. Jack Black, mm-hmm. obviously just playing Jack Black because that's that's what he does. Yep. Um, it's worth noting that on Brianna's team is, I believe, her girlfriend's brother. Yes, I believe so. And like, I think part of the rules for this race are that she has to beat the brother in the race in order for her to continue to go out with brother's sister yeah that's part of the race stipulations that's a weird thing but it's plausible for this movie it is extremely plausible for this movie so they do their very dangerous race yes downhill through traffic like almost cause an accident they yeah yeah yep have to duck under a semi-truck yeah um what other things do they have to do um um Skate through a parking deck. Yeah. Brianna decides to be very extreme about it and jump down three levels from the parking deck. For our American listeners, we're talking about a parking garage. Okay. If I'm going to Canadian it, I'm going to call it a parkade. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray for regional differences. Okay. So Brianna ends up jumping off of the parkade or parking garage or parking deck, whatever you want to call it, down a tow truck that is, like, elevated, so it forms a ramp, so she doesn't die. Yeah. And manages to catch up to 
the brother and whomever was racing against the brother. I think it was Captain Pants. Captain, yeah, yeah, it was racing Captain Pants. So Captain Pants, uh, the brother wipes out. Captain Pants is like, oh, I can't believe this bitch is here. She pantsed me. Tries to, I believe, in some way, shape or form, murder Brianna. Because there's a lot of testosterone in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brianna then dodges, and he falls into a river. Yeah. Which is good comeuppance. Yeah. She has the opportunity to clear in a way, win the race. Win the race, and win the girl. Mm-hmm. But decides that the actual right thing to do is be sporting and help the brother back up to his feet and finish the race with him. Yes. And she lets the brother win. Mm-hmm. Or at least come in before her. She lets the boy come first. Which usually is a bad decision because I think they just fall asleep <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, no, you are not. Okay, I, I just wanted to check because it's been a minute since I've... Actually, it's been never since I've had sex with a boy. Hashtag gold star. Hashtag I, I don't... I'm so sorry. I don't have a gold star. That's okay. There, there's a toxic concept. I'm not also not a gold star lesbian because I do have a non-binary partner. Fair. Anyway, the movie ends. Yeah. At this point, that's basically how the movie that's ends. The movie. Yeah. The movie ends. Um, that was it. That's the movie. The, that was the movie. I still have no idea how what this movie has to do at all with immune boosting well you see medication they do there's a scene where brianna does a bunch of like half pipe tricks on her skates and those are airborne tricks okay there you go solved it <laughs> let's read about what this movie's about yes 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 airborne is a 1993 american comedy drama film about inline skating directed by Rob Bowman, and starring Shane McDermott, who does not have a Wikipedia page, Seth Green, Brittany Powell, Chris Conrad, Jacob Vargas, and Jack Black. Mitchell Goosen, who we have identified as Brianna, yep. is a teenager from California who loves to surf and rollerblade. His zoologist parents are given the opportunity for grant work in Australia for six months, eager to accompany his parents to the surfer-friendly shores of the South Pacific. He's dismayed to find out he will not be joining them, instead will be living with his aunt and uncle in Cincinnati, Ohio, so as to finish the remainder of the high school semester. Now... He arrives in Cincinnati in the midst of a winter storm, quickly coming to the realization that he is far from the free-spirited ocean atmosphere that he's accustomed to. he bring- We didn't talk about this, but he brings a surfboard to Ohio. Yes, he does. Weird, weird pull. Yeah. He meets his cousin, Wiley, an awkward but affable teenager, and his aunt and uncle, whose lifestyle and demeanor, though warm and hospitable, is a bit old-fashioned. Mitchell's first day at school is met with the typical fish-out-of-water obstacles, but he immediately grows to the disfavor and jealousy of the gritty hockey players who chastise Mitchell for his easygoing, I'm sorry, Maharishi? Maharshi? I don't know. Yeah, Maharishi philosophy, which is a Sanskrit term. Uh, Let's look this up real quick. (laughs) I think they're just making fun of poor Mitch Goosen for being to California. Fair. These antagonists include Jack, parentheses Conrad, Augie, parentheses, Black. So Jack Black plays Augie. Chris Conrad plays Jack. Snake is played by Jacob Vargas. Rosenblatt and Ben 
do and the Banducci's. The Banducci's are the two brothers who dressed identically, I guess. We didn't oh, talk yeah, about that, that make, either. That would make sense, yeah. With an upcoming hockey game against the rival Preps. Foo boy, I just said hockey instead of hockey. What? With an upcoming it, it, I Canadian it. I am being a caribou. Uh, you fucking caribou cat! With the up with an upcoming hockey game against the rival Preps, led by the aggressive and arrogant Blaine, Wiley, and subsequently Mitchell are asked to fill in for two students who are caught putting a laxative in one of the teachers' coffee. Mitchell accidentally scores a goal for the Preps, cementing his status as persona non grata with the hockey players. Jack is particularly upset and proceeds to tackle Mitchell while still on the ice, concussing him and leaving him unconscious for what appeared to be hours. Over the course of the next few weeks, Mitchell and Wiley are harassed and pre- oh, but harassed and pranked relentlessly. But one bright spot comes in the form of a girl named Nikki. That's an extremely gay name. Who Mitchell makes a deep connection with. During a double date with Wiley and Nikki's friend Gloria, Blaine, who is revealed as Nikki's ex, appears and physically confronts Mitchell and Nikki. Oh! Mitchell, a staunch pacifist, is attempting to defuse the situation peacefully, even as Wiley is hurt in the confrontation. The intervention of Jack further complicates the situation. He's revealed to be Nikki's brother and is not happy to see her with Mitchell. Mitchell's first... Mitchell is at first flippant to Jack's aggression, but steadfastly refuses to fight Jack. At Jack's insistence that Mitchell is backing up because he's scared, Mitchell's laid-back stoicism cracks, and he replies that he won't fight Jack because he, and subsequently anyone else in Cincinnati, isn't worth his time or effort, and he's leaving in three months. Uh, Upon okay, hearing yeah. this, Nikki leaves heartbroken, having taken his comments to include her as well. Yeah. Wiley also expresses his disappointment in Mitchell for not at least standing up for Nikki. In school, Nikki rebuffs Mitchell's attempts at reconciliation, and Wiley's also upset. Sometime later, Mitchell is inspired by a dream involving a Spanish-speaking shark named Pepe. I missed that entirely. <laughs> what? Uh... To fight for Nikki without fighting Jack, Wiley is skeptical, but follows his cousin to a street hockey game between Jack's friends and the preps the next day. Mitchell approaches the team who ostensibly agree to let him play, hoping to watch him suffer an injury, but are taken aback when he easily scores a goal against the preps. We'll snipe Selly boys. Uh, the next play, it would appear that Mitchell suffers a setback when Blaine takes a cheap shot and he's again, he again backs down from a fight. But then, <coughs> I'm sorry, I ran out of water. But then Mitchell takes his revenge by sneaking up on Blaine and pantsing him in front of the crowd, revealing he's not wearing any underwear under his jock strap. He escapes a pack of preps, but only after reconciling with Nikki, asserting to her that there are some things worth fighting for. Snake, Augie, the Banducci's, and Rosenblatt, Jack being noticeably absent, visit Mitchell at home, first appearing to be hostile, but then raising him up over their heads, celebrating his actions against Blaine, and finally accepting him as a new friend. They solicit Mitchell's help and rollerblading expertise in a race down a harrowing street route termed Devil's Backbone against the preps to settle their score once and for all. On the day of the race, it's agreed upon that the first team with three members crossing the finish line will be deemed the winner. I called it. Jack and Mitchell have a silent moment where they at least crutchingly appear to bury the hatchet. The race begins and many skaters, including Augie, are injured. Snake takes the lead with the two preps struggling to keep pace with him. Jack and Blaine follow, but after some struggles, Mitchell starts to bridge the gap. The remaining preps fall behind when the Banducci twins forego racing altogether in favor of simply fighting them. 
Snake is the first is first across the finish line, located on a harbor by Riverfront Stadium, followed closely by two preps. Mitchell loses sight of Blaine and Jack, but catches up to them by jumping from a second-story parking lot and landing on a makeshift ramp provided by a flatbed truck. Jack falls, but Blaine, with the finish line in sight, attempts to push Mitchell into their water. Mitchell stops short, and Blaine falls into the river. Mitchell goes back, helps Jack up. The two cross the finish line together to cheers from their awaiting schoolmates. Mitchell has finally earned the respect of Jack and his friends. He's lifted on their shoulders, sight of a cheering crowd. Mitchell and Nikki reunite and share a kiss as the movie ends. So I noticed some things in there. Okay. I was it the Spanish-speaking shark named Pepe. It was not the Spanish-speaking <laughs> shark named Pepe. Okay. Uh, it's that cute lesbian girl nikki was previously dated slurter bartfast's date no that's not that wasn't the implication i must have mixed up some names you did okay so nikki was dating blaine who is the 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 prep uh, the preppy okay. guy who falls into uh, the water okay. i thought i thought okay never mind I was, I had a moment of like, I fucking knew it. But I, then, well, we all know how that went. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> uh, so who had parents are going to Australia? Not I. And definitely not me. I feel like I got pretty close with your mother and I are getting married to a panda. <laughs> Yeah? That's yeah. about as close as any of our guesses were. That's fair. <laughs> I think the movie would have been more interesting if, <clears throat> well, we're adopting the dog as our son and replacing you. So you're that no longer be... a child. I mean, yeah. The dog was cuter. The dog was extremely cute. Now, a bit of estrogen and Mitchell would have been cuter. I, I think Brianna could have been cuter with some estrogen. Yes. She has the cheek structure for it absolutely anyway do you want to hear some amazon reviews because i've got a few pretty well, fucking i okay so this movie oh awards yes we have to do awards no no award nominations oh but do you want to hear the other movies that rob bowman directed yes um so there was airborne 1998's x-files the fight uh, fight the future the x-files movie that nobody liked <laughs> um i would like to note that i did like that movie just like how a lot of people didn't like twin peaks firewalk with me but i thought firewalk with me was probably the best entry into the series um then 2002's reign of fire which was the one starring matthew mcconaughey and christian bale where dragons are real again i remember that movie mm-hmm. that was a pretty fun one yeah and then 2005's spinoff of 2003's Daredevil, Electra. Huh. That one that starred Jennifer Garner? Yeah, I remember that being a thing. Yeah, I remember it being universally reviled, and then Rob Bowman was never asked to make a movie again. Yeah, okay. Which is understandable, after Electra. Yeah, I never saw it. I watched it on a plane. Um, ironically, I don't think I had sound. <laughs> Perfect. It comes full circle. So anyway, let's get those Amazon reviews. Amazon, there's some, I've got like four or five real good ones here. 
The first one is a two-star review from Amazon user Marumaru. Okay. Titled, How is this movie getting five stars so much? The text is, This is not a five-star movie by any standard. Five-star movies are films like The Godfather, Citizen Kane, Psycho, etc. This is not in that family of films. This is a classic 1980s fluff piece. The premise, characters... Sorry, it was in 1983. Fuck off. The premise, characters, and plot devices are all formulaic. The acting is subpar, and the visuals are simple and uninspired. The humor is so sparse, poorly integrated, and ridiculous that it's hard to know if it's genuine or tongue-in-cheek. For example, why, after a moment of heroism, does Jack Black suffer a crotch blow on a tree, Benny Hill style? (laughs) This movie is, however, fun, and it is far from unwatchable, i.e. I have seen worse. So I'm giving it a generous two stars as opposed to one. There is nothing to gain from watching this movie, but it's also not going to cause mental anguish. In one word, this film is bland and is only worth watching for Seth Green's regrettable hair. He looks like a straight-ironed troll doll. (laughs) (laughs) So that person is incapable of experiencing joy. Mm -hmm. Or they're just transphobic and didn't like this very obvious trans narrative. Yeah. The next review is from Amazon users Rusty Green, who gives this movie three stars. Mm Mm-hmm. This review is titled Nachos, and the text reads, Good flip pity movie, glad the Hydra Bless was flogging the bishop. Bazinga. Tengo RL Gato and Los K Gigibs. What? (laughs) I'm going to send you the text to this review. Yes, please. On Discord. Good flip pity movie. Glad the Hydra Bless was flogging the bishop. Bazinga. Tango El Gato in Los... Okay, okay. yeah, no, you were right. (laughs) Uh, So that is a review of this movie. Yeah. Um, It's about how I feel about this. (laughs) Um, We have a... Another movie, another another review. Wait, no, not this one. Uh, This one is by John Foster Hubbard Keezer. Like a keg freezer? (laughs) K-E-Y-S-E-R. Yeah, like a keg freezer. Yeah. Um, Back in my 20s, I think, when I saw this, in the small upstairs balcony that was made by extending the balcony out 20 feet and putting up a wall and a screen on both sides and a wall down the middle. I can't imagine what they're talking about. But back to this. Saw it more than five times. That's Shane McDermott. Back of the day hot. Yeah. That's that's the full review? That's the full review. Okay, do you want to look at the thing I just sent you? Uh, That's horrifying and I hate it. That's a keezer. That's the worst Pokemon. It's not a Pokemon. It's a Mario. It's a Mario enemy. I hate that. From Wario Land 4. Um, yeah. I have, I think, one last review that I'm going to read. I'm actually not. 
I'm not going to read the the text of the review because it sucks. It's just not notable. But I do want to say that the title of this five-star review is Liquid Drano Wannabe Bullwinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is... So I think this movie, like, induces some sort of, like some manner of traumatic brain injury in some people who watch it. What if we made a creepy pasta about this movie? <laughs> like, and then they watched the movie Airborne and suddenly they started saying things like good flip pity movie. <laughs> Glad the Hydra bless was Glad the Hydra bless was flogging the bishop. Do you think that's like skating slang? Maybe. I don't know. Bazinga. Brazinga. <laughs> Brazilians. Brazilian Zingas. How many is a Brazilian? Mm. That's, that, that's that old joke about... Six, six, 69. That's that old joke about George W. Bush where it's like, hey, Mr. President, six Brazilians died in a terrorist attack today. And he starts crying, oh God, how many is a Brazilian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice got him got him got good him. Got, got him got him so good <laughs> also let's talk about how george w bush real quick has pulled the reverse hitler by going from a oh my God. to a bad painter <laughs> i never realized that before oh my god anyway we good here i think we're good here Okay. Thanks for listening. We sure as shit didn't. <laughs> Bye. Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. For the latest updates, follow our Twitter account at So Says Media. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Comedy is best enjoyed together. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com for more. Until next time, thanks for listening.